You Can't Sit With Me, hosted by Deanna Espear. Happy 2020, people. Me and 2020 be like 2020 resolutions. It's going to be a 2020. Oh my goodness. This has been an overwhelming new year for me. I had the worst time trying to recover from the experiences that I had to endure throughout this period. I would like to take the time as I am a decent human being to apologize for the lack of content the last two weeks. I don't believe that people care enough for me to make a public announcement. I'm sure you will all breathe, eat, live, you know, fuck fine without my podcast episodes. Let's break down the beginning of my 2020 for you guys, because if like me, you are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder from the overflow of resolutions and highlight reels, as I mentioned before, here's a little one to keep you going and that might provide a little bit of motivation and hopefully a little bit of hope as well, because I seriously do not believe that it can get much worse than the events that have happened the last couple days. I will be candidly sharing my experiences with you at the risk of being cold slash perceived ungrateful, entitled, whatever, privileged white girl, white girl problems. Yes, okay, I am white girl problems. If you appreciate, if you understand, I'm asking for a friend. Thank you. Traveling is amazing. Traveling is a privilege. Traveling is a gift. We all agree on that. But for the people out there who suffer from extreme anxiety, and more precisely, extreme flight anxiety, traveling is not always the most enjoyable thing you can do, okay? So I ended up going to Miami first, from Miami, going to Europe. Not anywhere in Europe, lost in the village, okay, where my family goes skiing. It's very cute. It's very rustic and it's very authentic so you know it was in the mountains it was great I ate kilos and liters of melted cheese which we call fondue um, put on 3,000 kilos that was great um, then we had a wedding in south of France which we had to fly to for a day again flights not for me especially over the Alps it's very bumpy but it was great like it was glamorous as fuck it was super fun got to hang out with all the family we got back to the mountains the day after skied a little the boyfriend got injured a little the day after my return was new year's eve so i decided new year new me i also needed to get rid of all the water retention from the flight so i go to soul cycle in the morning because i had to sweat all of that shit out all the fondues all the wine all the champagne all the airplane food every single thing i indulged in the last few days before had to be eliminated from my body. Straight after Soul Cycle, I get peer pressured into a group Pilates class with some of my friends. I couldn't say no to it because I suffer from a terrible case of FOMO, especially during New Year's Eve. Because as, you know, a lost little village girl in the mountains, you know, the opportunity for me to be spending New Year's Eve in Miami, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to live the full experience. You know, I can't be isolated in my little village anymore. So I went. It was, you know, it was fun, but everything fucking hurt. And we go out till seven in the morning. I wake up the next day, can't move, can't feel my legs. I'm sick. I've lost my voice. And I'm also periodzilla. So 80% of my hormones and 20% of my health 
made me want to just come home early. I was just over-traveled. I was overly tired. And I just needed to be back in the You Can't Stay With Me HQ to be able to practice self-care, diarying with this podcast and sharing everything with the world. Because that is my outlet, okay? That is how I'm able to remain sane and happy and healthy. That, that is my tip. But please don't start a podcast. Because if I see another fucking podcaster popping out in 2020, I'm literally going to lose my shit. But I forgot my passport in Miami. So I basically ended up being checked at security like I was a fucking terrorist because I did not have my US visa with me to get back from LA uh, to LA from Miami. That was cool. It just so happens that the flight that I decided to book was the bumpiest, most traumatic experience I've ever been through my whole entire life. And I do remember the podcast episode I put out two years ago where I mentioned that the flight was horrible because of my dog who would not stop barking for 10 hours. But this was a completely different story because my dog was so fucking afraid that she was shaking and she couldn't even make a sound and she couldn't move. Not to get into too much detail, but I had a panic attack. So she kept basically running for help towards my next door neighbors, this cute little old Asian couple. Also, I was screaming so loud that the air hostess had to basically be on her knees, boobs on the Asian man's legs, holding my hand because I could not breathe. And my medication was on my carry-on, which I was taken away from me when I entered the plane. There are no words to describe how horrible the turbulence was. There are no words that are good enough to describe how humiliating, horrific the situation was. I was crying. I was sweating. I was screaming. I wasn't the only one. I will say that. I wasn't crazy. I mean, I was, but I wasn't the only one who was that level of afraid. Let's just put it this way. Remember how I always say, set the bar low, be pleasantly surprised? This experience set the bar so fucking low that I was almost happy to be welcomed at LAX having to get on a coach and carry my own luggage to get to my lift because I was just so happy that my overly priced shoes were able to touch down and feel the ground that is the planet Earth. This brings us to my next point. I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend. This anecdote would be nothing. If anything, it would just be boring and stupid and self-absorbed if it weren't to give you guys an amazing tip. And because I've been gone for the last two weeks, I am actually going to give you guys two. First one, you must invest in the Cabo. I think it's called Cabo. I don't know. I'm really bad with names. The Travel Pillow. Lucky for me, they just came out with a pink one because I refused to order that shit until they came out with a stylish one. So I got the pink velvet one. It's memory foam. It just hits your neck in all the right places. It's the most unbelievable travel pillow I've ever tried. The newer version has these two straps that you basically attach to the back of your seat and you are able to just let your body move freely. You know, for the people who kind of fall asleep forward, this is a great option for you. You no longer feel like you'll need to rest yourself against anything on a plane and it's just the best thing to travel. 
Another thing that I would like to recommend to you guys is a skincare line that I was recently introduced to, and it is a CBD infused skincare line, which I, you know, I spoke about it with Zach um, on my last episode. This is different than the brand that he recommended. This is called Bavara Skincare. This is filled with hydration for you, antioxidants, collagen. Personally, my favorite product of the line was the exfoliating cleanser because it was very, very, very similar to the one from Dr. Lancer. People say that, you know, physical exfoliants are bad for you. They're not if they are made properly, if the little beads are not too abrasive, which is 100% the case for this exfoliator. And you guys will get 15% off your order by using the code YOUCAN'T15. Okay, hooking you up for 2020 saving you money, saving your skin. Go treat yourself and go treat your skin, bitches. Let's let's chat pop culture because I'm sure you're all bored about my fucking stories now. But if you guys also suffer from flight anxiety or anything of the sort, reach out. Let me know. Let's bond over this. Please make me feel like I'm not the only crazy bitch out there who will literally have a crying fit on a plane, making sure that every single cabin crew on board is just here to cater to me. Have you guys been binging on you Netflix? I have. Have you guys been binging on the morning show? Obviously, I'm sure you all have. I have too. Have you guys seen Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix? I watched it also, but I also know that I would be letting you all down if I didn't share some of my thoughts on The Real Housewives of OC 3 reunions, which were some of the most dramatic reunions I've ever seen on Bravo TV. I mean, I don't usually pay all that much attention to all the reunions, but those were some pretty intense ones. So first of all... um, Vicky losing her shit over not being the star of the show is one of the best things I've ever seen on TV so far. Um, Watching her lose her shit, screaming that she's not a con woman, all that stuff. Vicky is giving us so much good shit. Either it's coming from a genuine frustration of not being part of the main cast, or it is her thirsty way to get back in. I don't know what it is, but all I know is it's provided me with all the entertainment I needed on this well-deserved break. Kelly and Vicky arguing about who has more money and who belongs in the OC, blah, blah, blah. That was kind of tacky. I wasn't really down. But what I did really like was Bronwyn. I didn't like her throughout the series. I thought she was annoying. I thought she was trying too hard. But I really appreciated her being real about how much she dislikes Vicky. And I thought that she was herself and she was accountable for the things that she has done and she really impressed me in that reunion so I have now changed my opinion on her and I'm very excited to see her in the seasons to come one thing that I'm very perplexed about why are so many rumors created around Kelly I feel for her I love her I want her as my friend she's actually one of my dream guests on the podcast speaking about podcast guests and all that jazz um Vicky does not do podcasts well you still find a way to talk shit and spread rumors so if I were you I would try and do a couple podcasts to set the record straight because right now you're not looking very good and then very hypocritical because I think she did mention being on a podcast or creating a podcast whatever that was I stopped paying attention but also bye stop being a hypocrite telling Bronwyn not to get naked anything she's done you've done worse but then you've 
not taken accountability and been honest about why and how you did things. So not sure how I feel, but overall, great reunions, very, very sad ending, very sad about Gina. I love her. I wish her the best. I think she was awesome on this season. She was real. She was honest. She was kind. She was sassy. I appreciate. So I decided to switch things up this week and I'm just going to do something very, very special. You know, when like all these people with podcasts and Instagram are like, oh my gosh, like my audience, I love you so much. And they don't even fucking acknowledge them. Well, I am bringing one of my favorite listeners. She actually became my friend. Her name is Carrie and she's from Australia. Hello. Tell us a little bit about you because this is my first time bringing in a listener. I don't even think any other podcaster has brought in a listener. I know. I feel, I feel extremely loved. <laughs> you are. You know what? I appreciate, like I dedicate my time to my listeners. That's you what do. I like to do. Yeah, you really do. You really do ask us a lot of questions and I really love that you take your time to like go on our pages, well, especially mine, and like my photos and see what I'm up to. But yeah, we actually have become friends, even though we haven't met in person yet, but we will. Um, so 100%. I found... What? 100%. <laughs> I found Deanna's podcast um, from listening to Rachel O'Brien's podcast and I never looked back, <laughs> that's for sure, and followed her and yeah, then we just started talking quite often <laughs> at least how did we even start talking I think you commented on something and I was like this girl's funny as fuck and then I started like stalking your Instagram and all your little stories so first of all you're very fit you do you go to the gym and so what do you do and like what why do you love podcasts what are your some of your favorite podcasts what do I do um I actually just graduated from university in Bachelor of Exercise and Sports Science, and I'm working as a cardiac technologist at one of the hospitals near where I live. So that's been awesome. Podcasting, um, I don't know how I started listening to them, but I'm obsessed. Like, I just remember back in the day when I would just listen to the radio or the top 25, and I was just getting so sick and tired of listening to the same shit every day. And then, yeah, I found a few podcasts, started to listen to them. Um, and then I found yours and yours along with others like I really like um, Stasi's, Stasi Schroeder's straight up with Stasi, but um, both of you and like a couple others. Yours is awesome because firstly you've got an accent that's gorgeous to listen to. You are so funny and basically you say everything that everyone is thinking but they don't say it. So you're very, very honest and I'm sure – not just me, but all your other listeners really value that. That is so sweet of you. Talk about validation. Who needs a fucking celebrity <laughs> on this anymore? I'm just going to have you. <laughs> I think I might make this like a regular thing where I bring like a listener onto the podcast, but not every listener, just like you and some of my top VIPs. Cause like, yeah. you know, there's only so many listeners that I have that consistently like, let me know, like I listened and like, I love this and who always answer all my questions and stuff. So it's kind of nice. Well, good. You should feel that. <laughs> One of the reasons why you listen to the podcast is because we both like Vanderpump Rules. Obsessed. Hundred. Um, I love it. Why are you so obsessed with it? I don't know. I think I feel really invested with them now. <laughs> like, Same. But I, I feel like it's getting stale for, for real though. Well, to be honest, 
some I, I never normally think this about Vanderpump rules, but I thought some of their scenes definitely seemed a little bit staged and they were thinking about what they were going to say and it wasn't as real as they all try and make it out to be. A lot of people said that about this episode. A lot of people said that it just seemed too scripted. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely not scripted as The Hills. That was awful. Ugh. Ugh, it was so scripted. But, like, (laughs) throwback. Like, I love a throwback. But they should, yeah. Yeah. It was lacking a little bit transparency, in my opinion. Yeah, and I don't know. It begins to make me think, how real are these shows? Like, ugh. I mean, like, I will tell you that Vanderpump Rules, all the drama is definitely real. Yeah. Um, everything that's happening, like even this season, you know, speaking to Dana, like mm-hmm. she was really living that shit. And she was like, fuck, like it's on camera. Yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm so excited to see the whole season. I can't wait. I kind of want to talk about um, Max calling Sheena boy crazy because she cried and it made her really upset. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, that's the first thing that stood out to me. Because, yeah. first of all, Brett, like, shading her about being a bad kisser. Oh, he's not even hot. Ugh. I don't think he's hot. Like, what are these two necklaces that he's wearing for his... Uh, um, what is his hair? Oh, he, he looks a little sleaze to me. He looks a little sleazy. Definitely. And he thinks that everyone loves him, but do they? Like, I mean, he's nice to look at the first five minutes and then he does this like very sleazy eye roll thing, like corner <laughs> eye thing. And I'm like, no, you lost me. Mm-hmm. Yep. But okay, Sheena was into it. Cool. I sometimes question her taste in men. I will say that. Okay. <laughs> um, I just think like you've been here two fucking minutes. Why are you bitching about someone you're working with? But also I'm like, thank you because I needed a plot twist. But it just mm-hmm. sucks that it has to be Sheena again because I feel like she just gets the most unfair edit out of everyone. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, give her a freaking break. I felt so bad for her as well. Because Ugh. like in real life, she's kind of different, actually. Well, yeah, you would know that. You know her. A little bit, but she's, I just feel like I've, yeah, it's true. She loves guys, but who wouldn't? (laughs) Like we all want a boyfriend or we all want to like some male attention at some point. But Mm -hmm. I feel like she just gets, everyone's like in these like long relationships and it's getting kind of boring. Like we get it. You fight, you're in a relationship. One wants to get married. The other one doesn't blah, blah, blah. But like Sheena's like in the dating world, like she's, you know, in the, in in that pool and yeah i just think that makes the show more interesting because if she wasn't there it would basically be like the housewives of beverly hills the wa- housewives of west hollywood and like i don't want to <laughs> see that like no these I people are not see- rich enough for me to really enjoy <laughs> like a younger housewife situation so true oh my gosh um but so i thought it was kind of shady that max was kind of cock blocking her with Brett saying she's boy crazy, be careful. Like, okay, it's nice of him that he's like giving his friend a heads up, but it's kind of rude. Like, it's not very nice. Give the girl a chance. Like you didn't want to give her a chance and she gave you a fucking Apple watch. So like, why aren't you letting her just move on with someone else? I know. And first of all, why the fuck would you, no offense, Sheena, give someone who's not actually your boyfriend an Apple watch? I wouldn't. She's very generous and she likes to treat people, which makes me really feel for her because she does really try to like treat people all the time. Yeah. And it just, you know what, if you, if you're seeing someone and they give you like a really expensive gift, don't you just feel bad if you stop seeing them them and give it back? Um, Amen. I would. 
I would but too. Yeah. I would feel so bad keeping it. Like it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, I was so did not like what. What do you think of Max's shirt at the beginning? Oh, that. Oh, what even was that? Pineapples? Or <laughs> I don't even know what it was. It was fucking weird, and I was not like I love his tattoos, but I did, I didn't like the shirt. No, I did not like it. But I like that um, he's got like a different look and he's got like all these like funky tattoos and that he's, a, he's he, you know, he's kind of like the more skinny, like a little nerdier looking. And I feel like all of them try to be like a Ken doll and he's kind of more like edgy and I kind of like that. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Like, yeah, some of the others, like especially Tom Sandoval, not my vibe. Oh my at gosh, all. that the hairspray. Why is he not your vibe? Oh, he's like... Prettier than I am. <laughs> I mean. He cares way too much about himself. Like, I just could not. He cares way too much about how he looks. He wears makeup all the time. Like, oh, my gosh. No, thank you. But can I just say, even if I had a glam squad, I would still not look as polished as Tom Sandoval. Neither would I. Like, it's really <laughs> sad, actually, because, like, he's there with all this hairspray and then you have, like, Ariana with, like, messy fucking hair and all these flyaways. And it's like, can't you borrow some of Tom's hairspray? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> he's got oh, it in his fucking motorcycle bike side thing. Weird. <laughs> Let's talk about Kristen because I want to know what you think about her and Carter and the whole drama because it's so dramatic, but at the same time, I'm like, why is everyone getting involved? It's none of their business. Like, it's not affecting them whatsoever. Um, You see, I don't like Kristen at all. Never have. Don't think I will at all. Really? Ever. I love Kristen. She's the best reality TV for me. Oh, 100%. I watch that shit every day. <laughs> like, it is Same. so funny because, like, I just, I feel, I do feel really bad for her. But I sort of get what uh, Stacey and Katie are saying when they're saying, don't come and cry to us and say all these things and that you're done and da-da-da. And then all of a sudden, you're act- like you're- he's still there. You guys are still together. Don't. And then you cry and cry again. And it's just like this cycle. And your friends get fucking sick of that. They don't want to hear you complain, 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 but do the same thing over and over. Like I've been in situations where friends of mine have done that. And so I get that, but I feel bad for her because she really wants it to work out, obviously. But I don't think so. I think that she wants out and that he's guilt tripping her. And I, it's very emotionally manipulative. And I've actually been that girl in the situation where like, I was not happy. It was so clear that I didn't want to be in the relationship anymore. And the guy was just like, there and making me feel guilty for leaving and that's true when you like off camera Kristen is very motherly and she's very Mm. sweet and like loving which is something that you don't see on camera but all her friends say it and I think she's like a nurturer I think she's like a nurturer and I'm someone my personality trait is I'm a nurturer despite popular belief obviously because like (laughs) I definitely don't nurture on this show but um you know, when you're a nurturer, it literally breaks your heart to like leave someone or make them feel shitty or make them feel like they're left alone. And I feel like he's really taking advantage of that. And I feel really bad for her. And I think all her friends are kind of like not very empathetic to that problem. The uh, only yeah. one who was, was Lala, who tried to go and get involved, but she literally was the worst person to oh get involved God. because she has a sugar daddy. So I don't oh. understand this. 
what advice can you give, sweetie? Like, what? I was so confused. But she like, was looking I'm out not- for her friend. Like, I appreciate because, like, something needs to be done. So she was like, yeah. fuck it. Like, I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. But you can't preach about it. No, like, uh, that was that was a bit weird. But poor Kristen. Did you feel like that day. was staged with Lala? Definitely. It was so awkward. It was fucking so- awkward. Um, also, I think that, like, for example, Lala's scene – seemed very scripted whereas Sheena's scenes for me always seem very raw and like yes definitely yeah like she's herself and she'll go and she'll cry Mm -hmm. and she doesn't care if it like makes her look like an idiot like she'll just do it yeah also one thing do you like what she had on her uh lip the ring no what the fuck what is that I I'm I'm not down for her fashion and her style. Like the, her stylist needs a, a new fucking job. Like I used to say, Britney <laughs> was the worst dress, but I've seen some really nice outfits on Britney recently, and I think Lala's like all the way down there now. Yeah, I don't know. She's wearing like sweatpants majority of the time too, and on Instagram. I also noticed. liked her better brunette. I think the blonde is not cute. I'm not sure about the hair, but. Yeah, I don't know. That lip thing has to go. The lip has to go and all these necklaces. Did you notice oh, that like my yeah. friend Zach, Zach Peter noticed like she had two necklaces and at one point she had three and they took one out. Like they made a mistake <laughs> in the editing. Like she should have kept the same accessories all the way through. Oh, Fail. That's too <laughs> Fail. Oh yeah, about Brett saying Sheena was a bad kisser, by the way, here are my personal thoughts about this. Are you fucking 12? Like, is there such thing as a bad kisser? Like, first of all, it takes two. Everyone kisses the same. Like, unless you're fucking 12. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) But, like, what makes a bad kisser? Yeah, I have no idea. It's like he was, I don't know. He didn't even have to say that. Like, It's like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, even if, like, your first initial kiss, like, you don't vibe eventually on your third kiss you kind of figure it out like especially at our age do you know what I mean I mean we're not the same age but you know what I'm saying I know what you mean (laughs) it's just like I feel like bad kisser is such a like thing you say when you're fucking 12 when you're in high school middle Mm -hmm. school primary school I don't even know yeah I also thought that when Stassi went over to Kristen's house to talk to her that was the uh, wait first of all I should say they were best friends or are best friends or whatever for how many years would you say, Sienna? Like ten, 10 years, yeah. That was the most awkward inter- interaction I have ever seen and also looked very staged. I was like, what? It what? looked Who like they I? didn't even know each other. Yeah, I, I was so confused. It looked like Stasi was like speaking to a stranger. Like her eyes yeah. did not move. <laughs> what do you think of like the newer cast member additions? Like do you think it was necessary? I, I really need to understand your thoughts on this. Um, well, I definitely like that they kept majority of the old cast. I knew that it I knew that Vanderpump rules would have to change eventually somehow because what when, like you said before, we're not we don't want to watch Real Housewives of um the Valley or wherever. Um literally the what, Valley now. <laughs> literally, and that's what they're all doing. They're all buying houses and shit and I don't want to watch that. <laughs> I want to watch people fighting all the time. Um, so, yeah, I think it's good that they did get some younger people in. The interactions with that, well, sorry, that Brett and Max were in, 
I did think were probably a bit thirsty. Hence maybe why, like, they said certain things like, oh, Sheena this, Sheena that, blah, blah, blah. Like thinking, oh, this will make us sound really good, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I thought that Dana was absolutely gorgeous, but I did think that on the first episode was probably a little bit thirsty. But I don't know. I don't know her personally, and I'm excited to see what happens. Have you seen Jack saying that except for Max and Brett, he doesn't like any of the new cast because he thinks they're thirsty? Well, Jax can't talk shit. It's Jax. You know what? I I understand that there was a need for new cast members. Like, I really do, because it was getting a little stale, and, like, everyone's just becoming boring. And But... At the same time, if I was like an OG of a TV show and it's not like a housewife situation where they kind of come and go and they have new ones mm-hmm. come and old ones go. This is like a tight knit group of friends. Yeah. That's and like true. it's kind of su- it kind of sucks that Jax calls them thirsty because <laughs> literally back in the day, Jax was like the thirstiest of them all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Jax was fucking thirsty i mean if you're on a reality tv show you're thirsty but Mm -hmm. at the same time this show was also built around like a tight-knit group of friends and like a real friendship between them and these new people coming on kind of feels forced and then they've they've seen what works you know what i mean they've watched the show and they've seen what works whereas the older cast members had to like a b test and like just go along with it and figure it out for themselves so i would be protective too that's true, yeah. And it would also be annoying because they are so close that it's like, oh, do we, like, now this is someone we have to talk to, we have to be friends with them or, like, a forced friendship potentially? I'm not sure. Something like that. It's normal for people to think that the new cast members are thirsty. Anyone who's on a reality TV show is thirsty, okay? That's, I'm thirsty. I have a fucking podcast. Like, people are just thirsty. But I will say that, Dana is the fucking same in real life. She's so fucking funny. She will say whatever. And her comments in her solo interview things were the funniest of the entire show. They were so funny. (laughs) Like my favorite when she was like, if I hooked up with a pirate, I would know. Yeah. (laughs) Because Peter is a fucking liar. Like, I I think he lied. He lied about not making a joke about my boobs, so I don't trust him. Whose house did you like the best? Well, two of the houses look the same. (laughs) Like, they're the same fucking house. I was dying. Which house did you like the best? I like Stassi's apartment. <laughs> like I don't want to live in the house. Like I don't want the burden of like the lawn. Like, Mowing the lawn. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> oh my god! When when the camera was on Jack's mowing the lawn, that like, was so as if so he bad. actually does that. Are that's, you that's fucking exactly kidding me? Exactly what I was thinking. I was like, dying. honey. Like <laughs> I'm like a little hubby, just like mowing the lawn. Like fuck you. <laughs> Fuck but you. No. You're buying I, I cars, thought- you're getting tattoos, you're doing shots, and you're fucking Britney trying to make children. And blocking people on Instagram. Literally, and you're on Twitter. You're on Twitter <laughs> responding to every fucking troll, which I find hilarious and I love, by the way. I know, it's so funny. But no, you are not gardening. Katie, Katie and Tom's house, I think, is the prettiest on the outside. That's what I've heard. I've heard their house even inside is like beautiful. Yeah. Well, I did not like the front of um, Jackson Britney's at all. See, I I didn't even look that closely. I'm glad that you brought this to my attention. (laughs) I'm going to have to rewatch the episodes. 
Oh, yeah, and I did not like Kristen's house at all. I mean, did you see it? Not you really. See there was only like, I don't know. But I'm not really a house person. Like, I love an apartment. <laughs> I think Stasi's doing it right. And like, she's made her apartment exactly how she likes it with all her little things. Yeah. Like, I'm more of the apartment kind of person. Yeah, you seem like it. Well, I you was have talking. Yeah, I have one. I was talking to my mum today and, I, and, you know, my sister has three kids and eventually she's going to get a house. And I was like, I want an apartment and I want one kid. Yeah. Like, I don't want three kids running around. I love my nephews and nieces, don't get me wrong, but I'm more of a, like, do less person. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. I just want less to do and just more time to chill and watch TV. <laughs> I've got all my shows. I'm set. Yeah, like, can you imagine having three kids? Like, you have to watch three different cartoons every day. I would shoot oh my myself. God, I would die. I would actually kill myself. Like, yeah, no. I'm giving my kid 20 minutes to watch his or her cartoon, and then I'm going to spend three hours watching reality TV. Yep. <laughs> Bad That's moms. Exactly I can't wait to become a mummy blogger to, like, tell everyone how oh it's done. Oh, I cannot wait for that, too. That will be hilarious. Overall... Were you impressed? Were you unimpressed? Did you like the episode? I need to know everything. Um, I did like it. I mean, I've seen better from them. For but sure. The, uh, what do you call it? The the trailer? Yeah, the trailer for what's to come. I'm hooked. Like I'm going to be watching every episode. The 100%. trailer makes me want to watch what's coming next, but this episode did not. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. I agree with you. Carrie, you're not a podcaster. You're not a creator. But who knows? Maybe one day. Where can we find you? Let everyone know where they can come say hi on Instagram. Okay, guys. Well, if you want, <laughs> you can come say hi to me on Instagram at Carrie Simpson. C-A-R-E-Y Simpson. That's it. Thanks so much for coming on the show. I fucking love having, like, I don't know if it's listeners, it's just you, but I think I should make it a regular thing. Should I make it a regular thing? I mean, you could try. See see if anyone's better than me. <laughs> Literally. Would you listen if I, like, had a bunch of listeners come on and, like, recap with me? I would listen for sure. I would definitely listen. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Who yeah. knows? DM me, people. Let me know if you want to come on the show. Love you. Love you. Guys, are you still looking for a great Valentine's Day gift for your wife or girlfriend? Then treat her to the very best this year with the world's softest pajamas from Pajamagram, America's PJ experts for over 15 years. The world's softest pajamas are lighter than a cloud and softer than a bunny. They're like cashmere, only better. She'll love the way they feel, the softness, warmth, and comfort, and you'll love the way they look. Best of all, you don't have to wrap because every Pajamagram includes free gift packaging and delivery by Valentine's Day is guaranteed. Plus, they're backed by a 100% lifetime guarantee, so you risk nothing. Thousands of men just like you have made their loved ones happy with the world's softest pajamas. You can too, but you need to get these amazing PJs today because they normally sell out. So here's what you do. It's easy. Go to pajamagram.com right now or call 1-800-GIVE-PJs. That's pajamagram.com.